This week on Inside Motorsport, we look at the Formula One from Spain and also Phillip Island's Formula Three racing in the Shannons Nationals. I hope you'll stay with us. Well, first up to Phillip Island two weeks ago now, and Richard Crowell joins us on the line. And Richard, Formula Three action, Mitch Evans, he is a real star. He's running six of the Formula 3 races so far this year and he has won all six races. The only other three that hasn't been won by Mitch Evans, of course, was when he was overseas testing. Yeah, it was down at Simmons Plains and he didn't get an opportunity to run there because he had some prior commitments. The, the kid can drive a bit, Craig, <laughs> as if we didn't already know. Um, yeah, remarkable stuff, but I tell you what, he had to work for it. He had to really, really press hard and try and, and, and make sure he could win those races because there was a lot of competition. And in each of the three races, he actually had to overtake to get to the front. So, you know, the pressure is starting to creep up a little bit. You know, the, the competition's rising to the challenge and trying to put as much pressure as they can onto, uh, onto Mitch in this early stage of the season before he gets too far in front of the championship. But, yeah, I mean, he's 100, batting at 100% average right now, as they'd say in the States, and... You know, he's right on uh, right on the money and looking very, very dangerous going into round four in a few weeks' time. Now, Tom Twitty at Simmons Plains was having a great run. How did he fare? Uh, he didn't have too bad a weekend. He had a couple of podium finishes at Simmons Plains. But the difference between the two is that... Um, uh, at Phillip Island, sorry. I, of course, had two wins at, uh, at Simmons Plains. Difference between the two is that Simmons Plains really suited his car. It was a non-aero circuit, so his older model car was much more competitive than it was at Phillip Island. So uh, PI was all about Tom going out and just scoring points. He went in there with the aim of finishing on the podium in all three races. He did it in two out of three. It's not too bad. And uh, still managed to lead the championship coming out of it, which was a good thing for him. So the next round's at Malalar, and that's a circuit where 04 cars have traditionally been pretty competitive against the later model cars. So I think he's in with a very, very good shot of continuing to hold the lead of the championship into the halfway point. So things shaping up pretty good for Tom. He had a, a good weekend. All right. Now, of course, this year we've seen uh, a, a troublesome with numbers through the global financial crisis. How did Phillip Island fare? Uh, Ten cars. So that was the beginning of the year. Um, look, it's a real challenge at the moment, and, and there's an issue abound where people have bought cars a lot of people in queensland have bought cars for whatever reason that might be um and and of course queensland seems to be a long way away from the rest of the world um so getting them to travel is is difficult um and that's our biggest issue at the moment so you know we're working on it we've got some plans that we're going to announce within the next couple of weeks about how we're going to structure the remainder of the season. Uh, of course, we've got Malala. We're scheduled then to go to Winton in the middle of July. Uh, and then we've got three rounds at the end of the year, which will be Morgan Park in August, uh, Eastern Creek, which always gets a good grid in September and uh, in October at Sandown Raceway. So, you know, it's an opportunity for us to finish the year very, very strongly, and that's what we're planning to do. But, you know, there's just these, these unforeseen issues that, for whatever reason, are keeping people out of... Um, uh, away from the series so you know we want to keep building you know we've got two cars extra at each round we've been to so far we want to keep that moving um and the main thing is that we keep this competitive racing at the front and that's what we've had so far so you know it's, it's a real challenge motorsport at the moment no one's got any money to spend but uh, we're, we're working on it and, uh, and keeping things going now what about the rest of the shannon's nationals how are they shaping up this year 
Yeah, pretty good. Uh, Phillip Island was a good weekend of racing. We had two one-hour races in the Australian Manufacturers Championship. Um, they're building up to the big uh, Australian six-hour, which will be happening uh, at Eastern Creek Raceway in July. It's going to be a fantastic race meeting, Craig. It's going to be brilliant. Uh, and with the GT cars coming into the Bathurst 12-hour, uh, the six-hour is now sort of shaping up as the prem sort of event for production car racing. And Eastern Creek's getting behind it. I know all the production car competitors are very, very uh, keen for it, looking forward to it, so that's shaping up well. Um, Stewie Castero won the round with some very, very good drives down there. Commodore Cup's looking nice as well. Uh, Adam Beachy, uh, the Tasmanian driver who won round one, finished on the podium, uh, dropped a second in the championship because the youngster, Scott Andrews, who's just doing a remarkable job, uh, had a very good weekend and uh, jumped to the lead. But down there, there was the man who came through and uh, and won the rounds as he normally does at Phillip Island, especially when it's a little bit greasy. Uh, saloon cars were in action as well. Always good racing, big field of them. And uh, Sean Jamison from Adelaide won two of the three races there and uh, had a good battle. And actually, Ryan McLeod, who's a well-known name in motorsport, of course, runs the racer industries business. He actually had a steer of one of the saloon cars as well and was right up towards the front with Tim Rouse and, uh, and Jamo. So good racing right across the board, Craig. And, and coming up to Malala in a few weeks' time, uh, Clem Smith Cup for sports sedans. They've got 25 cars for that, which is awesome. Uh, Commodore Cup run a couple of night races, which is going to be very, very interesting. And um, Formula 3 and 22 Porsches in the GT3 Cup Challenge also entered there. So uh, things looking pretty strong. It's looking very good. And, uh, of course, Richard, you can catch up with all the uh, Shannon's National Action with you on SBS on Speed Week. Yeah, on air this Sunday, the 15th. So uh, if you're going to Winton Motor Raceway for the V8s, put the... Uh, DVD recorder on and uh, take all the action from Speedway. Great racing from Phillip Island. Always good fun and, and looking forward to uh, to bringing that to you on Speedweek on SBS 1pm on Sundays. And of course we started this talking about Mitch Evans. He's being taken under wing by Mark Webber and uh, with Mark's win at at Spain this week it's, uh, you couldn't ask for a better driver to be mentoring right. you at the moment. Yeah, perfect. What a drive, wasn't it? I mean, he thrashed them and um, yeah, he did, he did a Mitch Evans, you could almost say. He just dominated right from the very front. But yeah, good stuff for Mark Webber. It was an awesome drive, and you know his season now starting to come alive. And gee, didn't Sebastian Vettel look disappointed at the end of that one? Webber had it on him all weekend. So great race, and uh, yeah, things shaping up. Okay, Craig, which is always a track that Webber's gone well at. Um, you know, things are, are shaping up very nicely for our mark for the second half of the year. We hope so indeed. Richard, always a pleasure to have you on the show and uh, we look forward to all the news from Malala in a few weeks' time. Will do. Thanks, Craig. Cheers. And as Richard leaves us, we'll go to the press conference where Mark Webber got the accolades of the media as he accepted the victory at the Spanish Grand Prix. Mark, Fernando described you and the team on Friday as unbeatable and uh, you proved it today. You must be very happy. Yeah, absolutely wrapped. I think uh, after qualifying yesterday, it was certainly a great position for us to start the Grand Prix in. We knew it's a long run to the first corner here and uh, we had some pretty quick cars behind us in terms of uh, top speed. So uh, that was the very important part of the race to unlock that today, get into or out of turn one, still in the lead. And uh, it was quite tight into turn one. We had a, a good battle, everyone down into there. 
and then uh, just settled into a rhythm really in the first int, uh, looking after the tyres, making sure uh, that we get the options through because everyone is still learning a little bit venue to venue about how the tyres might operate, but we had a pretty good idea they would behave themselves, but you never know. So we just made sure that they were uh, in pretty good nick and finishing the stint in, in a good fashion, which they did. Uh, clean pit stop. Uh, obviously, I had Seb with me at that stage. Uh, and then after the pit stop, I had Lewis behind me. And uh, we just uh, controlled the gap, really. Uh, you know, looking after the car engine and tyres, you know, still uh, the Grand Prix are pretty long. The cars are, are built for a distance and you need to get the cars home. So, uh, you know, the team have just been incredible this week. Getting the cars ready. Uh, long, long nights for the guys. Incredible amount of effort. Also at the factory, you know, working on holidays. Uh, so, collecting Renault and Red Bull, everyone just put a huge effort in. Driver did a little bit of his work as well, and uh, in the end, it was a fantastic result, and I'm absolutely thrilled. So, Mark, a, a dominant Red Bull and an unreliable Red Bull. Tell us how you see the, the championship evolving from here with what we've seen today, the margins you've got over your rivals, etc. Well, it's still very early, early doors. We know uh, that there's some very competitive cars at the front, in particular, you know, obviously uh, Red Bull, Ferrari and McLaren, and... Uh, with some pretty decent drivers as well, so uh, it's it's uh, you know there's a long long way to go. Uh, we need to see how the cars perform at different venues as well. Um, you know the cars as we know are pretty sensitive to different tracks. So there's lots of things, a lot of water to go under the bridge yet in terms of how this will shake out in the next uh, you know five or six months, and then we will know uh, how it will develop. But uh, you know as, as Sebastian touched on, you need to uh, of course have a quick car, but you need to have one that uh, is always there for you. So um, you know it showed with McLaren as well with the failure there that. You know, everyone's pushing things to the limit and Ferrari had some engine problems. So, you know, everyone together is, you know, it's not, uh, we can build tractors, but they're slow. You know, we need to, you know, you, you need to build Formula One cars that are on the edge. And now uh, this is the balance for everyone's uh, chasing. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.